you've got to micro train up front so that you don't have to micromanage them later on because really good output people don't like to be micromanaged. From Wise Mentoring, I'm Brenton Ward and this is the Wise Guys Podcast, a show dedicated to accounting and bookkeeping practice owners all around the world and their stories, challenges and insights of building a business that runs without them. I hope you enjoy this episode. The importance and the difference in training and how we onboard based on whether we're onboarding a finder, a minder or a grinder. Any suggestions or contributions there? I just wanted to echo what Jamie was saying to, to begin with. Uh, every staff member that comes on board, I give them a um, what's called a chairman's welcome. And in there, it itemises what we expect of them. And right up in the top is they need to return their emails and phone calls on the same day they get they receive the email. And at the very latest, the next morning, because often you might be in a meeting and you can't do that that day, but it's the first thing you do the next morning. And if you can't get back to the client the next morning, you've got to get somebody else to, to call the client to let the client know that you'll get back to them you know, later in the day. And that's the first thing I write, uh, I give to them. That's part of the chairman's welcome. And it's a sack of war offence if they don't do it. So I set the bar really, really high. And the reason for that is that you can imagine if you had 160 people and they took their time to respond to the clients. It's easy if you have one staff and the staff sitting right next to you and you're making sure that they're doing it. But when you've got 160 and they're cross, right across Australia, it's near impossible to manage 160 if they don't reply instantly. And we are in a business of service. And the, the, the thing that differentiates your firm from the one down the road is your responsiveness. And if you can just put yourself in the client's shoes, if you were dealing with two businesses and one responded to you quickly and the other one just didn't respond to you, the body language they give you is that they don't care. They've got other more important things to do and you're very low on their priority list. Whereas the one that responds to you very quickly tells you that you're very important to to them and you're really high on their priority list. So that the message that we give you know, the owners of the businesses can do that instinctively and they understand that, but it's the staff that don't particularly understand that because a lot of the staff are input focused and they're not output focused, meaning if they're grinders, they're focused on doing the work and getting the work out. They're not particularly focused on the client. And then other staff are more input focused, meaning it's about working hard and working fast, but they may not necessarily produce anything. So just because you're busy doesn't mean that you're productive. It's a bit like the salesman who works seven days a week but doesn't sell anything. You know, it, it is about the output. And so I put that right out there, right right up there, because often the staff that come on board don't realise that we're here for one thing, and that's to service the clients. So that's mm-hmm. that's really important. The second thing then, in the first three months, you've got to watch out for is that uh, it, it depends on whether the person that you've recruited is an experienced person or that person is a graduate. If it's an experienced person, then in the first three months, whatever they do in the first three months is going to be like that for the next three years or 30 years. Okay, that's that's my experience. So that's for experienced staff. Now, if they're inexperienced, like graduates, then you want to see a trend. They're learning something new. That They're sort of learning. They're improving every day. You need to see that trend. They're improving. They're learning. They're improving. And they're getting better every day. Uh, and if they're not improving every day, then there's something wrong. So just going back to the experienced person, 
if that person is very slow, for example, see, see, in our industry, we can't have staff that's very slow because we charge our time out to the clients. And if someone takes two hours to do something instead of one hour, then whatever you're paying them, just double. It's it's like it's costing you twice as much because they're twice as slow to produce output because it's all about productivity and output. They shouldn't be working in our industry. They should be working in you know maybe a com in commerce or they should be working in in the public service. They're not they're not suited to our industry. We think that we can just go out there and hire accountants, but they're accountants and then there are accountants and they're different types to suit different industries. And in, in our industry, it's about speed, getting through the work and getting production out the door. So, so it's really important that in that first three months, if that person is experienced and they're very, very slow, they're not going to change. So it's mm -hmm. better to move them on because you're going to lose three months, three months of uh, getting somebody else in there and training them up. So in three, if you don't move that person on quickly, then in three months' time, you've got to start again. It may take you another month to, to find another person. You know, that's four months, and you've lost four months of training the right person. So, so move them on very quickly, and that's extremely important. Now, just to break it up between finders, minders, and grinders, what you should do in that first three months, depending on, obviously, how big you are, because uh, it changes if you're a large firm compared to a small firm. And I always say that you've got to micro-train so that you don't have to micro-manage them later on. If you put the time and effort into training them, and often some accountants see that as a, a waste of time. They see it as, a, you know, I'm spending time with them. I've got to write the time off. It's just a waste of time. Whereas I see it as a balance sheet investment. You know, if you invest the balance sheet investment with these people, I'm saying this on the presumption that these are competent people, not not an incompetent person, which you've got to let go. You've got to micro-train upfront so that you don't have to micromanage them later on. Because really good outflow output people don't like to be micromanaged. They do the work, they're very productive and they want to get on with it. They need some direction as to what they should do and they should they just want you to let them get on with the job and you measure them by their productivity. Micro train them up front so you can micro you don't have to micromanage them later on. Breaking them up into grinders, miners, and finders. So obviously, if you're a small firm and and you're you're training a grinder, then you've got to get in there and and teach them the technique because it's about technique. Someone could take an extra thirty percent, forty percent, fifty percent longer to do something based on their technique. So you know, as an experienced accountant, you can take you can go the long way to get a result, or you can take two or three steps and get there very quickly. And it's just the experience that you have in getting to the point very quickly. And you need to pass that on to them. They don't know that. They just bring their baggage with them from the previous firm that they've worked with. And, and often you've got to, you know, get that out of them, get, get that out of them. If they're a minder and finder, then it's a different technique to, to train them because it's more about their interpersonal skills. So you have, you have to, you know, work with the senior client managers on how to communicate with the clients. And I'm, I'm not talking about speaking English. I'm talking about being able to communicate to the clients at their level. And, and often when, you, when you're getting in front of clients, you, they're at different levels of uh, uh, knowledge. And you can, uh, with, a, with someone that's financially literate, you can use terms like, can I have a list of your debtors and can I have a list of your creditors? But... If you're talking to a tradesman who 
who doesn't understand the the financial language, then you've got to use language like, "Can I have a list of the people that owe you money, or or a list of the people that uh, that you owe money to." And and if you can communicate and connect with them at their level, you're at a heightened level of connection with your clients. And and as I said, we're in the our business is about people and connecting, communicating with with people. And if you can't communicate, then you're not going to be suited for a senior client manager. So the, the, the training for a senior client manager is different to a senior production manager. The senior client manager, you're looking for that connection with the clients, that, that ability to, to have rapport, instant rapport, the likability factor. You know, people, you have to be a likable kind of a person and, and the people person, you know, that, that's right at the top. The things you look for are different for the, the, the different uh, roles in this uh, yeah. in this deep and narrow team that that we 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 recommend, and and how you approach it depends on that, and also it depends on how large your business is. Now, if you're small, you've got to do that. It's hands-on training from yourself. But if you've got a large organisation, then your uh, senior production manager should be doing all the grind, uh, doing the training for the grinders under under his or her team. And then the senior client manager should be doing the training to the assistant client manager for the communication skills and their interpersonal skills. Yeah. So it just depends on those those categories. But at the end of the day, you've got to look for, you know, if it's an experienced person, first three months, whatever they're like that first three months, they're going to be like that for the next three years or 30 years if they stay there. And then if it's a graduate, you want to see you want to see an improvement every day, and they're, they're, you know, the, the trend line's going upwards, and you need to see that. Otherwise, it's best to move them on. Mm. Particularly with the grinders, the way that you see that they improve is through their review points. So what you never want to do is just say, oh, it's quicker, than, it's quicker to do it myself as, as much as humanly possible. And I often get this question, well, how do I know they're improving? Well, you'll, you'll only know if they're improving if you do review points, and then over time, their, rep- their review points become less and less and less. And, you know, I remember my experience when I started as an accountant, you know, and, and there was a couple of really good firms that I worked for. And I knew that I was progressing because the review points got less. But you're not going to know that. You're not going to know that review points will be less if you continually, you know, oh, it's quicker if I just do it myself. I'll fix their mistake. Don't fix their mistakes. Let them fix their own mistakes. So I'd only add that. And then what Ed said about the finders is I've trained senior client managers and trained assistant client managers, and I'll always double back the meetings with the clients when so that I so that they can see my interpersonal skills, they can see how I handle a particular client, whether it's a doctor or whether it's a tradie, and even phone calls. A lot of the times when I'm training a, a client manager, I will chime them in to the phone calls. They'll mimic you and they'll watch you, but you've already hired them for that, hired them for that likability factor and the people skills that Ed said. Then you just need to uh, fine tune and tweak their skills so that they can do their roles. Thanks for listening in. We really hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to hear more from this show, please do subscribe before leaving. And we'd love for you to give us a five-star review if you enjoyed it so we can help others listen into the show as well. If you'd like to also see more from Wise Mentoring and how we can help you build a practice that runs without you, jump over to wisementoring.com forward slash podcast to download a free copy of our book, The Accountant's 20-Hour Workweek. 
That's at wisementoring.com forward slash podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.